when we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. It is a wonderful time when we sit and reflect upon what God has done for us and all of creation sings his praises. Heaven celebrates and we should. Coming to you from our home away from home, the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. This is Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome. Glad you're here. We're going to catch up with a game warden friend today, recently retired, and you probably are very aware of Benny Richards. You've probably seen him on Lone Star Law a time or two. In his retirement, he has not hit the rocking chair. He's hit the writing table. Just finished his third book. We're going to talk to Benny about those books which bring to life his life as a Texas game warden for nearly a quarter of a century. Front Door to the Camp House, brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. Keep Fortiflora in the fridge if you have a dog, because they all suffer from GI upset from time to time. And, hey, Fortiflora fixes that. Learn more about it when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. When Jeff Gustafson won that Bassmasters Classic a couple of weeks ago, he became the first Canadian ever to do that. He only caught two fish. He didn't have a five-fish limit on his final day, Sunday, of the Bassmaster Classic. Two fish. Smallies weighing in at 6 pounds, 12 ounces. But his lead was sure enough and big enough that it held up. And he held on to win the most time-treasured title in pro bass fishing, the Bassmaster Classic, the Race Got Trophy and a $300,000 first place check. With only two fish in the live well, he said the ride back into the weigh-in was just horrible. He said, I thought I'd blown it for sure, but nope. It was a wire-to-wire victory for Gussie. Brian Schmidt, Dealey, Maryland, finished up in second place. From Odenville, Alabama, Scott Canterbury, third, nice guy. Drew Benton finished fourth from Panama City, Florida, and from DeBerry, Florida, John Cox rounded out the top five at the Bassmaster Classic. Last year's champion, Jason Christie, Dry Creek, Oklahoma, 14th. When the Bassmasters Classic was going down on the Tennessee River out of Knoxville, Tennessee, I was actually in South Carolina along with the Freedom Hunters. We were there for the Jim Shockey Classic Banquet auction and golf tournament and man i had the time of my life i think everybody did raising money to take our finest and bravest on fantastic hunting and fishing outings i informed my friend jim shockey that hey a canadian won the bassmaster classic for the first time he got pretty excited about that and at monday's golf tournament jim was located on the third tee box where he was desperately trying to raise more money for the Freedom Hunters. He would challenge the next up team and their golf skills against his golf skills. I caught up with Jim on a stroll between the tee box and the green. Hey Jim, I notice uh, that uh, you have slipped downward from uh, from a pitching wedge, which was not very manly to begin with, to a putter only now. What's, what's up with that? You know, you know, there's a saying in golf that you drive for show and you putt for dough. So oh. what I'm doing is I'm actually playing 
to you know, my strong suit, which is putting now. now. You're very quick on your feet, Jim. You're very quick. You're, you're always quick to, to come back like that. What a great day, huh? It's awesome. The perfect weather. South Carolina is the perfect venue. People are wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's and raising money for a great cause. Yeah, and it's so fun to see these guys out on the course smiling. Yeah, everybody's having fun. And uh, last night raised a ton of money, and today we'll raise more. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that you're uh, betting with these veterans out here. Is that legal in South Carolina? Well, you know, we didn't check the laws, and I'm sure that this won't air until after the statute of limitations, so we're good. We'll, we'll all be well hidden by the time this <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Billy. I'm asking you, please, block out the last weekend in March of 2024. Dates are not set in concrete yet, but in pencil block it out, and then come have fun with us in South Carolina. You'll come out the winner, I promise you. Hey, next week we're going to hear from David Schusler with Ducks Unlimited because, hey, Ducks, D-U-X, the Ducks Unlimited Expo is right around the corner. Coming up at Texas Motor Speedway, May 5, 6, and 7. Don't miss next week's show to get a preview of Ducks with David Schusler. UTV, ATV, test tracks, a shooting range, incredible dog demonstrations, exhibitors out the wazoo, Ducks, the Ducks Unlimited Expo, third big year at Texas Motor Speedway. Dogs are welcome, by the way. Speaking of dogs, do you have a nervous Nelly? Does your dog rip up the carpet during a thunderstorm, tear the furniture up when you leave home for work, bark incessantly, jump all over company? Calming care could be a big help for you. Calming care from the trusted name Purina. It's all natural, not a drug. Works slowly over time to benefit your dog's behavior. Calming care. I'm going to try to slip out and shoot a turkey right in the neck. The National Wild Turkey Federation is celebrating 50 years. Let's grab a cup of coffee, and when we come back, I want you to meet, well, you already know him. Retired Texas game warden and Lone Star Law TV veteran, Benny Richards. Hey, this is retired Texas game warden, Benny Richards. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Come on, Billy, let's go count those crappie. Uh-oh. Ducks is back. <laughs> At Texas Motor Speedway. Ducks Unlimited invites you to the third annual Ducks Unlimited Expo presented by Purina Pro Plan at Texas Motor Speedway, May 5th through 7th. Watch the premier canine performance athletes of the dog world competing in the incredible dog challenge. Test drive a new ATV or visit the live fire shooting ranges. DUX, the show for everything outdoors. To learn more, visit DuckExpo.com. Hey, it's Billy Kinder. If you've listened to me very long, you know that I depend on buffalo wool products to keep me warm in harsh winter conditions. But did you know that these highly effective buffalo fibers work equally well in the heat of summer? Their native range plants goes from Oak, Alaska, down past Mexico City. Ron and Teresa Miskin have three decades of weaving perfection from those precious insulating fibers of the bison, and they put them to the test on the world's toughest playground.
ground. Alaska. That's our field testing. The moose hunting, um, there's so much that goes on up there. The big advantage of bison fiber, besides the insulation, is it's moisture wicking and keeping your feet dry, your, your body dry and that sweat away from there reduces the bacterial growth, reduces any foot fungus or anything like that. Bison fiber in a cowboy boot will run three to five degrees cooler than a cotton sock. Take a look at the new line of cool, wicking buffalo wool for the summer. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com I didn't know buffaloes had wool. Yep. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, Never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. <laughs> Smells like fish in here. And we're proud of it. Welcome to camp at Kinder Outdoors. I hope it smells like 25, 10-inch crappie a little bit later on today. That'd be all right with me. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors brought to you by Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. And it tastes great, by the way. You the, you know, it comes in a little individually packaged, pre-measured packets, but... Uh, and it's intended to sprinkle on your dog's food. But listen, you just put it in a bowl, they'll lick it right up. It tastes great, and it works. It's worked 100% of the time that I've 
uh, used it through the years on my hardworking bird dogs and my lovable lap dogs, Florida Flora. Coming up next weekend in Reno, Nevada. They only do this every other year. It's a biennial convention for Pope and Young. Going to be at the Nugget Casino Resort in Reno. Actually gets underway Wednesday and runs through next Saturday, tax day. Ooh, Saturday, April 15th. No matter where you are in the country listening to us today, you're probably familiar with this guy because you're familiar with Lone Star Law TV. Benny Richards, recently retired, Texas game warden, made frequent appearances on Lone Star Law TV during his tenure as a Texas game warden. Benny, it's sure good to have you here. It's good to be with you. I tell you what, uh, I feel like I know you, and I know everybody you meet says that from uh, watching Lone Star Law, but uh, you're in your civvies today, and, I, and it threw me off a little. <laughs> yeah, people are normally, you know, they see me in that in the uniform, so when I walk into a restaurant sometimes and I'm in my civvies, uh, they can't really place me. They know they, they recognize me, but they, they the lack of uniform throws them off. Yeah, yeah. They stare. You see a lot of people staring at you, scratching their head, trying to figure it out. Uh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, 25 years as a Texas game warden. Uh, just just short of 25 years, and uh, prior to that, I was a police officer over in Richardson, Texas. So yeah. had about 30 years of law enforcement under my belt. Yeah. Did you know when you were a kid that you were going to be a lawman? I did not. Uh, that's just something that I kind of fell into and realized that I had a knack for it, and uh, it, it was a good it was a good career for me. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. I told my brother that uh, you and I were going to get together and visit a little bit, and he said, "Man, he he knew he he should be doing this interview. He knew everything about Benny Richards. Uh, you have certainly over that period of time as a Texas game warden seen a lot. I've got a lot of buddies that are wardens, and first of all, thank you. I want to say thank you for your service." Uh, I tell people all the time that our, our most dangerous law enforcement job, I believe, is a warden. Uh, many times you're walking into a, a dark environment out in the woods. Most of the time these guys have a gun. Sometimes they have alcohol involved, and uh, it can be pretty treacherous. It really can. You know, a lot of times the game warden, most times the game warden is working by himself or herself. And like you said, the uh, sometimes it's not really the humans involved. Sometimes it may be weather-related. You know, you're out in the middle of a boat on a lake in a, in a thunderstorm with lightning all around you, and uh, you're around, you know, sometimes high, rushing water, things like that. So sometimes it's not the human element. It's the, you know, the environment that you're working in that's dangerous. Yeah, it, uh, that you have to be there. You don't have a choice. You're, you're going to have to be there. So thank you so much for your service. I greatly Greatly appreciate that. Uh, you you started writing some some books. Actually, you started a little newspaper uh, article, just kind of a fun thing to do, and that's grown into a series of books now. I did. You know, it's kind of a long story. I'll give you the short version of it. Back when I was a game warden over in Red River County, I, you know, every September my phone would start ringing with people wanting you know to know about the new laws and things like that, and so. I got brainstormed, and I thought, well, rather than take all these phone calls, I'll just write a little, you know, something in the paper to kind of keep everybody updated. And that kind of turned into going from updating on new laws to kind of telling stories about some of the things that I was seeing and witnessing out in my job. And, and the local folks got to liking it. And uh, actually, I tried to stop one time, and the little ladies at church, you know, they threatened me with my life if I didn't go back to writing. So I had a little three-year run on that, and uh, I transferred, so I quit doing that. But that kind of planted a seed in my head that, you know, there was an interest in the stories that I had. 
And I was real busy at the time, but when I finally did retire, I had some time on my hands, so I sat down and started writing. And uh, now I've completed three Game Warden books, and they've been received real well, so it's it's been a really good experience. Yeah. Do you enjoy writing the part, the writing part of it? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. It kind of gives me a, a chance to go back and revisit some things in my own mind. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you would have told my English teacher back when I was in high school that I'd be writing, <laughs> here we go. She would have, <laughs> she would have laughed you out of the room. Uh, so. I'm not going to say I have a knack for it. When I start writing, I write it just like I would tell the story. Yeah. So it really comes kind of natural, and it's, it's really easy. Cause yeah. It's just I'm putting a story down on paper. Yeah. Those uh, English grades are the reasons we have proofreaders and editors. That's right. I have one that works with me. Yeah. You <laughs> know, that's exactly right. Uh, now, your roots are deep in East Texas, and, uh, boy, that you could stay right there and cover a lifetime of wardening. Uh, there's a lot going on in East Texas, uh, but you've actually you've served all over the state. I have. I uh, primarily I was stationed for most of my career in Northeast Texas. I did spend a little stint out in the Panhandle near Darrell Hart, yeah. in the far northwest corner. Uh, went on a lot of border ops that took me everywhere from El Paso down to McAllen, Laredo, and all points in between. I worked along the coast on some special assignments. So uh, yeah, I've uh, unfortunately I've had to put. Uh, the opportunity to put people in jail in, in uh, Brownsville and uh, Amarillo, El Paso, Texarkana, Austin. So if you draw a line between all that, you can see that pretty much everywhere in the state, I've had a, you know, a run-in with a few bad guys. Yeah, you've been there. You've been there doing your work primarily, though, in uh, in East Texas. Do you ever see, uh, and my, my fellow Texas turkey hunters will understand this question, do you ever see an eastern bird out in your neck of the woods where you live? I do. Uh, not as much now because they've been having a hard time. When I was first stationed in Red River County, uh, I used to see them all the time. I mean, you know, you see a lot of birds. Yeah. And over an eight-year span while I was working up there, it seemed like I could tell that the population was dropping, uh, and especially in some of the adjoining counties, Delta County and uh, Hunt County and some other places that there used to be birds. They, they're, they're not really there anymore. But the, so the turkeys have had a, a rough time, had a rough go of it. There have been some restocking efforts. Been, and I do, when I get out, I still do have an occasion to see a bird every now and then. Yeah, those easterns, I've, I've never seen one in the state of Texas, and I've lived here all my life. You know, I've seen them out of state and other places, but uh, never around here. The first book you wrote is Tales of a Texas Game Warden. And, boy, that's, that's a great title. That's all you need to say right there. And then you go on to say what my eyes have seen. Uh, you're an eyewitness, and that gives credibility to uh, to the book. Give folks a, a flavor of that. What is there a story in there you can share with us? Uh, well, there's I think there are 27 individual stories there, and they kind of run the gamut of everything from some of the some of the weather related calls I had, uh, some drownings, uh, some of the bigger cases that I made. Uh, it would be hard to pick out one over the other without you know we'd have to do two or three radio segments <laughs> but uh they're interesting um some of them are funny some of them are humorous and some of them are tragic and uh they, it just kind of it tells you i mean if you read that book you're going to get to you know to see what not only me but any texas game warden that has worked for a while uh kind of the nature of the business yeah and uh so there are some there's some really good stories in there i was proud of that book it was received real well and um it kind of, you know, kind of set the stage for the following two books because everybody that that I knew personally that got back in contact with me about the book said, "Hey, it's too short. 
I want another one. <laughs> Write another one. So uh, they put a lot of pressure on me, so I ended up writing a second book, and the, the response was generally the same. They said, hey, when's the third one coming out? So uh, the, uh, the first one is Tales of a Texas Game Board, and it's been out a, a day or two, uh, and it's available online, as are all of Benny's books. Where can we, where can we find it? The easiest way that I've found is just to look at it on look up uh, you know on Barnes and Noble or Amazon okay. uh, or anywhere any bookstore you know online is going to carry it. But those two primarily where most people get their books from Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Okay. Hey, we're going to have to take a short break, but we're going to come back and talk to you some more in depth about these books. Benny Richards, Texas Game Warden. You saw him on Lone Star Law for a long time, and uh, he's now retired and a very successful writer about his game warden career. Can you hang on, Benny? I will be here. Hey, it's Alan Jones, Jr., and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins, vineyardscampground.com. At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. And... Have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected 
no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. Hunters and fishermen are the backbone of conservation. Because you participate in the outdoors, our fish and wildlife and the places they inhabit flourish. Thank you from all of us in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. From the vineyards, campground and cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas, when you book a cabin or a campsite at the vineyards, make sure that you bring the boat with you. It's a very busy lake, Lake Grapevine. The ramps are all really busy in the spring and summer, but the Vineyards has a private ramp, never crowded. Bring the boat when you visit the Vineyards. Benny Richards retired from the state of Texas not long ago. He had a two-decade-plus run as a Texas game warden, and he's our special guest in the camp house this week at Kinder Outdoors. You probably remember Benny from Lone Star Law TV. Benny, thanks for hanging on and hanging out with us. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Good to see you. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lone Star Law has been a, boy, it's just been a giant hit. Uh, Did it kind of surprise you how popular that show got? It was a complete and total surprise to me. And it's kind of a funny story. When that thing first rolled out and they were getting volunteers for that, I rejected it. I said, I don't want any part of it. And my captain, Steve Stapleton, 
uh, he kind of, you know, he did some pep, a pep talk with me and kind of convinced me that maybe I want to go over there and take part of it, part of it, and get in on that. And and I'm glad he did because it turned out to be a really, really good experience for me. Yeah, and uh, and not only and, and that and I have to hand it to the producers, the editors, the folks that put that together. You have to be careful on a show like that. You have to be careful uh, and uh, and tell the truth. And don't exaggerate, uh, don't make the job more than it is, and certainly give credit to the men and women of law enforcement uh, that do this job. I thought they did a really good job with it. They did do a really good job. And that you mentioned something. Whenever they first showed up and I, they got in the truck with me, uh, my only rule was I said, guys, we're not going to stage anything. We're not going to fake anything. Uh, just kind of stay out of my way and film it. But I'm going to do what I do, say what I say. I'm not going to change anything I would do for the show. You are there to document it, and I'm just going to do my job. And that that kind of that policy kind of worked out for me. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. And uh, I get that question all the time: Was any of this staged or fake? And no, it's not. It was what you see is what you get. It was it was real life. Yeah, real life. And it might be helping a lady with a with an injured deer in her lawn, or it might be sneaking up on bad guys at two o'clock in the morning in a real dangerous spot. And the show does a good job of of reflecting all of that. The first one was Tales of a Texas Game Warden. That's the first book that Benny wrote. We touched on it briefly before the break, but just refresh us. What is that book? How many stories? I think there's 27, if my memory serves me correct. There's around 26, 27 stories. And it just reflects your day-to-day. These are just like Lone Star Law, actual events in, uh, in your career. You said some of them happy, some of them really sad. And uh, and uh, some of them uh, pretty dramatic. And then your second book, that one did so well that people came back hounding you, and you came back with Campfire Confessions. I like that title. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it, that's the toughest part of these books is kind of coming up with a title. And uh, I thought about that for a while, and that kind of popped in my head. And, and like I said, that it, it was well-received just like the first one. So it's a little bit shorter, uh, but but no less interesting, I think. Okay, very good, and I look forward to reading all of these. And your brand new one is Thunder River. Uh, Thunder River, I'm not familiar with that part of Texas. How'd that come about? <laughs> well, Thunder River, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. The first chapter of the book kind of explains where that uh, title came from, but it's an interesting story. And uh, game wardens that are listening to me now in Texas that know anything about it, they're kind of laughing right now <laughs> because it did. It started out as a kind of an inside joke between three game wardens, and it turned into less of a joke in a, a real place. Uh, really, it's it's kind of a uh, frame of mind, <laughs> if, you, if if I can go there. It's it doesn't really describe a real place. It's more of a frame of mind. But here again, I'm gonna let everybody read the read the first chapter and. And get a good laugh, and they'll they'll know where that title came from. Hey, uh, Amazon has all of uh, Benny's books, so you can uh, you can go there and take a look at, at everything we're talking about. Uh, growing up in East Texas, uh, you you love to hunt and fish, and you got pretty good at it. I did when I was a kid. That was my you know that was my priority in life. If my eyes were open, I was out hunting or fishing, and if they were closed, I was dreaming about hunting or fishing. <laughs> uh, my my dad used to you know tag I mean pull me along when. He was going to deer stands before daylight and duck blinds, and it was just all a big adventure to me, and it kind of, yeah, it's just, it's what I love to do. And when I became a game warden, uh, it was a little bit tougher, actually, because I don't know, some people may have the impression that game wardens hunt and fish all the time, and some may do, 
But I was too busy. I mean, I was out checking hunters and fishermen. So actually, my hunt, my personal hunting and fishing slowed down for a long time. And then my, my son came along, and, of course, he liked to hunt and fish too, so we spent some time doing that. But it wasn't until I retired that I actually got back into hunting and fishing at a level I did before becoming a game warden. Hmm, yeah. Um, it, once it's in your blood, and, and that's one great thing about hunting and fishing when done properly. We can do it all of our lives and do it with our family and grandpa and, and the kids too. Benny, you've got some book signings coming up where folks can not only purchase your books but also shake your hand. That's true. I'm going to be in uh, Coleman, Texas at the public library there on the 8th, let's see, the 8th. And from there, I'm going to be going out west, uh, and I'll be in Tombstone, Arizona on the 11th at the Bronco Mercantile in downtown Tombstone, Arizona. And then I believe I have a uh, spot uh, lined out for Rio Doso, New Mexico. Okay, very good. And is there a place online where people can keep up with that? If you go to the Lone Star Law, the fan page, Richard's Lone Star Law, all my book signing dates will be listed. Okay, very good. All right, we can find that uh, online. You know, uh, you watch the, the liberal media these days, and, and you hear from this very small minority of chirpers, and they get pretty mouthy about law enforcement. And they want to defund the police, and they want to do this, and they want to do that, and they want to make uh, law enforcement the bad guy and the bad guy the hero. That good book says in the end times they'll call evil good and good evil. And I believe that's what I see right in front of my eyes. But what would you say to that young man or woman that maybe wants to be a game warden, wants to go into law enforcement? I would encourage them to uh, pursue that career path. I don't think, in my personal opinion, there's not a better law enforcement job out there. Uh, it's not always an easy job, and it takes a lot of commitment. It's going to uh, tax your time. You're, you know, you're going to give up your weekends. You're going to be working some weird hours, uh, maybe some dangerous work. But if you're well-trained and you're, you're highly motivated and you, and you put yourself into that job, it's going to be a very, very, very rewarding career. And all law enforcement officers should deserve, and they deserve the respect of everyone. But I will say this. It was my, uh, I think that Texas game wardens do get a lot of respect. And maybe more than some of the other officers that deserve just as much. But for whatever reason, that uh, position in the state of Texas, game warden, is held in high esteem. Yeah. yeah, as are our law enforcement everywhere. We just think the world of them. But we've got those chirpers, and they wear me out, baby. I know, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. I know. Uh, you know, it's one thing to get behind a, a keyboard and... You know, you get a lot of courage, and you can write a lot when you're behind a keyboard, but sometimes when you're standing in the front of the person or the officer, you're not near as courageous. Exactly. Hey, Benny, hang on. We're going to come back and finish up in just a few minutes. My uh, special guest in the camp house today, Kinder Outdoors, Benny Richards, retired Texas game warden. We're going to make a little run to the coffee pot, and while we do, why don't you check out his three books Online, You'll find them at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, lots of places. Wally Marshall's Crappie Expo is moving to Birmingham, Alabama this year. It's not until September 22, 23, and 24, uh, but the world's richest crappie tournament and only giant crappie expo is going to be in Birmingham. And it's going to be something really special at the Jefferson Convention Center, the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Center. I know for a fact that exhibitors are already filling up the halls. They're at near capacity. 
So make your plans, block your time, tell the boss you need a little vacation time. September 22, 23, 24, the world's largest free fish fry, crappie fry, crappie. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, we're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. 
Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com From the salty coastline breeze in Florida to the crashing shores of the great northwest and all prairies, woods, and waters in between, Kinder Outdoors is there. Hey, while we were in South Carolina for the Big Freedom Hunters fundraiser event, Jim Shockey Classic Banquet Auction and Golf Tournament, uh, I was lucky enough to carve out a few minutes uh, with Anthony Pace, who literally gives his life over to Freedom Hunters organization and the betterment of our military personnel, their lives. He works for them, gosh, 24-7, 365. And at the conclusion of the event, Anthony was running on fumes, but was kind enough to put up with me and my recorder. Anthony, uh, congratulations, man. What a great event. Home run. No, it was a great event. Yeah, we had a great time. Great people. It's amazing the people that come out here and support the, the Jim Shockey Classic. You know, it's it's hard to find this class of people anywhere. Yeah. that's uh, This is my first Jim Shockey Classic, and uh, within the first hour of landing, I knew I was amongst friends and genuine hearts, and it's just been a real easy uh, bit of work for me because it's like family. It, it's a great group of people, and, and that's where this all starts. It really is. You know, it's amazing. We've got uh, some great volunteers throughout the organization. A lot of them have been out on adventures with us and then want to turn around and give back to their brothers and sisters and just to see their passion and know what it did for their lives and then for them to give back to others. It's it's amazing. Yeah. When you uh, talk about out on trips with you, what are you talking about? Explain Freedom Hunters to folks that don't know. Uh, well, we're a 501c3 military outreach program, so we take veterans on pretty much any kind of outdoor adventure. Hunting, fishing, shooting trips are, are kind of our main focus, and it can be anything from from a small game hunt, upland birds, to, to big game and exotic uh, overseas as well. So where do you find your candidates? How, where do you find these folks to, to take, and who do you take? Well, we've we've been doing this for over 17 years. So we've got a database of warriors. Uh, we get applications in every day, anywhere between 5 to 15 new applicants every day. All over the country, all over, all types of services, uh, branches uh, from, you know, Vietnam and Korea uh, War era veterans to, to current day active duty servicemen and women. So it, it's pretty exciting. And we take, you know, Gold Star families, kids of the deployed, you know, the whole family serves. So to be able to to incorporate them in some of the events is is pretty exciting. When you do these events like this, and I know I've seen this before on different uh, trips that I've been on with our, our veterans, it changes. It literally changes lives. It's not just yuck, yuck, we're going to go fishing a little while. Uh, yes, we're going fishing. We're going to have a great adventure. But it literally changes and saves lives. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, the reason I started it was just a simple, hey, thank you for your service. 
but the therapeutic value of, of these adventures. And it can be a simple half-day fishing trip that turns around a veteran, changes their lives, and that's what's, what's exciting to see and what keeps driving us forward and our volunteers forward. Um, it takes a lot of resources to, to make this happen uh, year-round and year after year. Not only money, that's the first thing we think of, and it's certainly essential, but land. You need places to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's that's a huge resource for us. You know, here at the event, we've got a, uh, a farmer from Kansas. You know, again, probably not a lot of money to, to spend to donate big amounts, but he's got land. He's got opportunities, and that's that's huge to be able to – you know, be able to take somebody out on a private hunt for pheasant. Uh, you just can't. You can you can buy that, but it's it's hard. So to, to raise money to do it. But if you've got volunteers and landowners willing to donate their resources, it's huge. If people do want to make a donation uh, of money or even an auction item for the big event every year, the Jim Shockey Classic, what do they do? So you can go online to freedomhunters.org. We've got a donate button there. And if you want to donate, you know, your land, uh, your talents, or product, uh, you can reach us, info at freedomhunters.org. We'll, we'll gladly reach back out to you and see. E everything we do is, is so customized, and, and anything you're willing to offer, we'll make use of. The Jim Shockey Classic, put it in a nutshell. What the heck is that? You know, it's a two-day event. Uh, we've, we've got a banquet and then we've got a golf tournament and it's it's just two days of fun and relaxation we've we've got uh you know four-star generals that show up to it we uh you know we've got uh, wounded vets and we've just got great patriots that come out and support us yeah and people can be a part of that too absolutely i mean it's it's easy it's a fun event to come to uh, we hold it at the wild dunes resort in uh, isle of palm south carolina it's a great resort. Everything is on the resort, lodging, the golf, the banquet. And once, once you get here, you park the car, you never have to touch it again. JimShockeyClassic.com. Okay, to learn uh, more about that. Do we have dates set for 2024 yet? Not yet, but it's, it's normally the, the last weekend in March. And we'll be uh, talking that up on the radio show as soon as everything's firmed up. Yes, sir, most definitely. Anthony, God bless you for your work you do with these uh, these guys and these gals. It's tireless. I know uh, that, uh, you know, you go without sleep. Uh, you're deprived. Uh, but you're fulfilled in other ways, and, and you just don't stop. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Man, it is hugely fulfilling. You know, once, once you do it, once you get the veterans out with you, you know, it turns your life around, and giving back is is amazingly fulfilling. Anthony Pace and the Freedom Hunters, if you're looking for a way to serve those that serve us, you'll not find a better opportunity. Look into the Freedom Hunters. Learn more about them at kinderoutdoors.com. Retired Texas game warden, Benny Richards, my special guest in the camp house today. Benny, you guys, uh, you wardens, you're pretty tight. It's, it's like a, a brotherhood. Uh, some of those game wardens that, you know, were older game wardens when I first came on board, uh, they're, they were almost like father figures to me. Yeah. Uh, they they taught, me, taught me the ropes, you know, and uh, showed me a few things, and, and they're, they're dear friends to this day. Yeah. Thunder River is the newest book. Benny has three books out that he has written, Tales of a Texas Game Warden, What My Eyes Have Seen. His second book, Campfire Confessions, More Tales of a Texas Game Warden. And then the third book, A Texas Game Warden Story, Thunder River uh, by Benny Richards. That's the brand new one. All three still in print. You can buy 
uh, all three of these. And is Thunder River a lot like the first two short uh, stories uh, from, from your career? The, the three books are almost identical as far as the length of the stories. Now, I will tell you, Thunder River is probably my favorite of the three because I learned something every time I wrote a book. I learned something that I was able to apply to the next one. And I'm really the most proud of the third book that's out now, Thunder River. It's got a few more pictures. People like, seem to enjoy more pictures, so I added more pictures. It's a little bit longer than the other two. So uh, if someone was going to pick one of the three out, I would just encourage them to look for Thunder River. But buy the trio because you're just going to get hooked, just like everybody with those little old ladies at church were after you to write some more. That's what you're going to want. You're going to want more of these stories. And they're about... Perfect for me, Benny, because each story is just a few pages long, two, three, four pages long. That's about like my, uh, that's how far my intelligence goes at per leap. Yeah. Well, here again, when I sit down to write it, uh, you know, it takes me, you know, if I'm going to tell any story, regardless of what what it's about, you know, there's a certain, uh, you know, length that you're, you're going to need as far as writing, and they all turn out to be, you know, maybe some of them two pages, but most of them three or four pages long. And that gets the point across, and you figure out what's going on, and then move on to the next story. Yeah. Uh, in all of your years as a Texas game warden, Benny, uh, did you ever come across anybody that was maybe uh, less than truthful with you? <laughs> yes, but, you know, I used to tell everybody that I'm a walking, talking lie detector test. Because after you've heard enough lies and you've seen enough facial expressions and facial twitches and the little things that people are doing when they're lying to you, you pretty much can pick up, you know, who's being honest and dishonest. Hey, Benny, what a pleasure to sit down with you. Uh, I'm a fan, and I'm proud to call you a friend now, and uh, look forward to uh, reading your book. Well, Bill, I appreciate uh, the invite, and it was good to sit down and talk to you, too, and I want to tell all your listeners hello, and I hope you all get out there in the, the woods and on the water and have good luck. The Kinder Outdoors Bragging Board is open for business. Send a picture and a brief description. KinderOutdoors.com This corner of the camp house from Kinder Outdoors at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. Proud presenters of Ducks, the Ducks Unlimited Expo, coming to Texas Motor Speedway in just a couple of weeks. Pick up the Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. My good friend Carl Gunzer with Purina Pro Plan up there in the great state of Colorado is also a championship caliber dog trainer. He's trained a couple of national champions. I've got him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line now. As we transition from fall and winter into spring and summer, hotter weather, Carl, uh, how do we handle that transition period with our dogs, our training sessions, and so forth? Yeah. Well, you know, back in the old days, you fix that with uh, your truck and you drive up to Montana and spend the summers <laughs> in Montana training. But um, <laughs> reality uh, for most Done. of us. Thank you. That's uh, the conversation. Yeah. End of conversation. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Talk to you later. I'm going to Montana. <laughs> yeah, there's the easy answer, right? The, the hard yeah. one now for all of us guys working and not competing is uh, how do you survive uh, – you know, the summer, if you live in Texas, 
down south. And, um, you know, for the retrievers that I did, the maybe the short, easier answer is water. You know, the dogs swim and, um, you know, you try to work in the water when you can. But honestly, the water gets hot too, you know, and um, a dog can overheat swimming in warm water just as easily as running on land. So, um, you know, the, the main thing, I would really try to do when I had a, a bunch of dogs and had to train in hotter weather, even, you know, if you're in Montana or wherever it gets hot, is shorten the length of the training sessions and just sort of watch for signs of uh, when the dogs start to get too hot. You know, is there, there excessive panting, um, uh, the tongue starts to curl, you know, they start to, um, you know, they, they almost, you, they get a look that, uh, hey, they, you know, they won't quit, but they won't mind if you ask them to, to stop, you know. Uh, Carl, uh, when you talk about the, the tongue curling like that, there are some telltale signs uh, that show us that, hey, our dog could be in trouble here. Uh, really need to be alert to that uh, and try not to, to reach that point. Uh, I know that uh, Ronnie Smith up in Oklahoma, we've talked about it. I know you've done this and, and myself as well. Uh, I've it's not uncommon for me to be out there at 5 o'clock in the morning, well before sunrise uh, during the hot summer months, getting a little yard work done. Yeah, you bet. You know, but um, the trouble, and that's, that's exactly right, you know, is, is we do our best to work them early in the, in the morning or late in the evening. But, you know, humidity is, is always one of the biggest um, factors that affects these dogs. And as you know, the humidity kind of increases overnight. So sometimes those mornings that are, are humid, and damp, the humidity's high, it can be really hard on them. So even even if we start first thing in the morning where it's maybe 70 degrees, uh, you know, 70 degrees and 80, 90% humidity uh, is still potentially dangerous. So that's, uh, um, you know, one thing to watch out for. And as you said, some of the signs, um, you know, we mentioned a heavily curling tongue, labored breathing, um, you know, if a dog ever gets wobbly, I mean, you've you've gone too far at that point, right? As soon as a dog starts to to wobble or stagger around, you know, you've you've gone too far, and that's time to really start working to cool a dog off a little bit. Um, never in ice water, you know, cool off with you know cool water. Uh, people can use alcohol, um, like rubbing alcohol, which has evaporative cooling under their um, armpits and feet, and that type of thing. If you don't have water handy but um, the big thing is to start that cooling process stop working get them in the shade and um, start working to to get their temperature back down to an acceptable level yeah something key that you said there is never use ice water because uh, boy we would just totally send them into shock huh yeah it, it causes some other physical reactions and i'm i'm not a veterinarian by any stretch but uh I know that cold water causes some constriction of blood vessels and different things that um, is just not recommended. You know, cool water, yes, but never like ice cold water. Yeah, there you go. Very good. Um, and, and I'm sure in the summer months you're limiting like five minutes sometimes when, you know, the desert southwest where it can reach 120 degrees uh, or in the southeastern United States where that humidity can hit 120 percent, uh, just outrageous numbers. Uh, five minutes, yeah. you can get a lot done in five minutes if you pre-plan and and uh, just get your work done. Yeah, and, and Bill, you know the other thing is is 
people, there's other things that you can work on in those months where you can't run the dog. So, you know, work on your physical, physical conditioning when it's cool and you can spend time doing it in the summer, maybe work on their, their minds a little bit, whether it's honoring, um, you know, being steady to other dogs, you know, maybe do things a little different. So in the retriever deal, um, you know, shorten the retrieves, but have one dog honor another one, or maybe have three or four dogs out and have them all sitting there and give them each retrieves one at a time where the other three have to watch one work or, uh, you know, with, with bird dogs kind of practice honoring and steadying more and working on their mind as opposed to, you know, developing a big run. Carl Gunzer has trained up a couple of national champions. Another key point is good fuel, Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula. It is a hot dog food, but cut back the amount you feed in the summertime. Don't change to another Pro Plan Formula. Stay with the performance, cut back the amount. Hi, this is Tuff Edelman, world champion bull rider. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Ducks is back at Texas Motor Speedway. Ducks Unlimited invites you to the third annual Ducks Unlimited Expo presented by Purina Pro Plan at Texas Motor Speedway, May 5th through 7th. Watch the premier canine performance athletes of the dog world competing in the incredible dog challenge. Test drive a new ATV or visit the live fire shooting ranges. DUX, the show for everything outdoors. To learn more, visit DuckExpo.com. Since 2003, Bending Knee International has answered the call to take the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope of the gospel to the Navajo Nation and the people of Siberia. Many have never heard the simple but magnificent message that Christ is God, who loves us so much that he died for our sins, defeated death, and rose again. The simple message of salvation brings the gift of eternal life if we'll only believe it. I am Tom Watson, President of Bended Knee International. Learn more about Bended Knee at BendedKnee.org. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. 
All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. Nestra sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his Nastra championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and Nastra's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. We were talking before the break about Purina Pro Plan for your sporting breeds, hard-working dogs. But listen, uh, don't be confused. There are Pro Plan formulas for every dog, every lifestyle, every age, couch potato or hard-working bird dog. Uh, there's a Pro Plan for your dog. Check out all the great Pro Plan formulas at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Benny Richards, our guest on the show this week, retired Texas game warden. Been busy writing books since his retirement. We've had a conversation with him about it. Hey, uh, Benny, it's sure good to see you. It's good to be with you. I tell you what, uh, I feel like I know you, and I know everybody you meet says that from uh, watching Lone Star Law, but uh, you're in your civvies today, and, I, and it threw me off a little. <laughs> yeah, people are, are normally, the, you know, they see me in that in the uniform, so when I walk into a restaurant sometimes and I'm in my civvies, uh, they can't really place me. They know they, they recognize me, but they, they the lack of uniform throws them off. Yeah, yeah. They stare. You see a lot of people staring at you, scratching their head, trying to figure it out. Uh, if I'm if, correct me if I'm wrong, 25 years as a Texas game warden. Uh, just just short of 25 years, and uh, prior to that, I was a police officer over in Richardson, Texas. So yeah. had about 30 years of law enforcement under my belt. Yeah. Did you know when you were a kid that you were going to be a lawman? I did not. I, that's just something that I kind of fell into and realized that I had a knack for it, and uh, it, it was a good. It was a good career for me. Yeah, yeah, it worked out well. I told my brother that uh, you and I were going to get together and visit a little bit, and he said, "Man, he he knew he he should be doing this interview. He knew everything about Benny Richards. Uh, you have certainly over that period of time as a Texas game warden seen a lot. I've got a lot of buddies that are wardens, and first of all, thank you. I want to say thank you for your service." Uh, I tell people all the time that our our most dangerous law enforcement job, I believe, is a warden. Uh, many times you're walking into a, a dark environment out in the woods. Most of the time these guys have a gun. Sometimes they have alcohol involved, and uh, it can be pretty treacherous. It really can. You know, a lot of times the game warden, most times the game warden is working by himself or herself, 
And like you said, the uh, sometimes it's not really the humans involved. Sometimes it may be weather related. You know, you're out in the middle of a boat on a lake in a in a thunderstorm with lightning all around you, and uh, you're around you know sometimes high rushing water, things like that. So it's, sometimes it's not the human element; it's the you know the environment that you're working in that's dangerous. Yeah, it, uh, that you have to be there. You don't have a choice. You're you're going to have to be there. So thank you so much for your service. I greatly. I Greatly appreciate that. Uh, you you started writing some some books. Actually, you started a little newspaper uh, article, just kind of a fun thing to do, and that's grown into a series of books now. I did. You know, it's kind of a long story. I'll give you the short version of it. Back when I was a game warden over in Red River County, I, you know, every September my phone would start ringing with people wanting you know to know about the new laws and things like that, and so. I got brainstormed, and I thought, well, rather than take all these phone calls, I'll just write a little, you know, something in the paper to kind of keep everybody updated. And that kind of turned into going from updating on new laws to kind of telling stories about some of the things that I was seeing and witnessing out in my job. And, and the local folks got to liking it. And uh, actually, I tried to stop one time, and the little ladies at church, you know, they threatened me with my life if I didn't go back to writing. So I had a little three-year run on that, and uh, I transferred, so I quit doing that. But that kind of planted a seed in my head that, you know, there was an interest in the stories that I had. And I was real busy at the time, but when I finally did retire, I had some time on my hands, so I sat down and started writing. And now I've completed three Game Warden books, and they've been received real well, so it's it's been a really good experience. Yeah. Do you enjoy writing, the part, the writing part of it? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. It kind of gives me a, a chance to go back and revisit some things in my own mind. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if you would have told my English teacher back when I was in high school that I'd be right Here we go. She would have, she would have laughed you out of the room. Uh, so I'm not going to say I have a knack for it. When I start writing, I write it just like I would tell the story. Yeah. So it really comes kind of natural, and it's, it's really easy. Cause yeah. It's just I'm putting a story down on paper. Yeah. Those uh, English grades are the reasons we have proofreaders and editors, baby. That's right. I have one that works with me. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. That's exactly right. Uh, now, your roots are deep in East Texas, and, uh, boy, that you could stay right there and cover a lifetime of wardening. Uh, there's a lot going on in East Texas. Uh, but you've actually you've served all over the state. I have. I uh, Primarily, I was stationed for most of my career in northeast Texas. I did spend a little stint out in the Panhandle near Darrell Hart yeah. in the far northwest corner. Uh, went on a lot of border ops that took me everywhere from El Paso down to McAllen, Laredo, and all points in between. I worked along the coast on some special assignments. So, uh, yeah, I've uh, unfortunately I've had to put uh, the opportunity to put people in jail in, in uh, Brownsville and uh, Amarillo, El Paso, Texarkana, Austin. So if you draw a line between all that, you can see that pretty much everywhere in the state I've had a you know, to run in with a few bad guys. Yeah, you've been there. You've been there doing your work, primarily, though, in uh, in East Texas. Do you ever see, uh, and my, my fellow Texas turkey hunters will understand this question, do you ever see an eastern bird out in your neck of the woods where you live? I do. Uh, yeah. Not as much now because they've been having a hard time. When I was first stationed in Red River County, uh, I used to see them all the time. I mean, you know, you see a lot of birds. Yeah. And over an eight-year span while I was working up there, it seemed like I could tell that the population was dropping, um, and especially in some of the adjoining counties, Delta County and uh, Hunt County and some other places that there used to be birds. They, they're they not really there anymore. But the, So the turkeys have had a, a rough time, had a rough go of it. There have been some restocking efforts. Been, and I do. When I get out, I still do have an occasion to see a bird every now and then. Yeah, those Easterns, I've, 
I've never seen one in the state of Texas, and I've lived here all my life. You know, I've seen them out of state and other places, but uh, never around here. The first book you wrote is Tales of a Texas Game Warden, and, boy, that's, that's a great title. That's all you need to say right there. And then you go on to say what my eyes have seen. Uh, you're an eyewitness, and that gives credibility to, uh, to the book. Give folks a, a flavor of that. What, is there a story in there you can share with us? Uh, well, there's, I think there are 27 individual stories there, and they kind of run the gamut of everything from some of the, some of the weather-related calls I had, uh, some drownings, uh, some of the bigger cases that I made. Uh, it would be hard to pick out one over the other without, you know, we'd have to do two or three radio segments. <laughs> but, uh, they're interesting. Um, some of them are funny, some of them are humorous, and some of them are tragic, and, uh, they, it just kind of... It tells you, I mean, if you read that book, you're going to get to, you know, to see what not only me, but any Texas game warden that has worked for a while, uh, kind of the nature of the business. Yeah. And uh, so there are some, there's some really good stories in there. I was proud of that book. It was received real well. And um, it kind of, you know, kind of set the stage for the following two books because everybody that that I knew personally that got back in contact with me about the book said, hey, it's too short. I want another one. <laughs> Write another one. So uh, they put a lot of pressure on me, so I ended up writing a second book, and the, the response was generally the same. They said, hey, when's the third one coming out? So uh, the, uh, the first one is Tales of a Texas Game Warden. It's been out a, a day or two, uh, and it's available online, as are all of Benny's books. Where can we, where can we find them? The easiest way that I've found is just to look at it, on, look up uh, you know, on Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Okay. Uh, or anywhere, any bookstore, you know, online is going to carry it. But those two primarily where most people get their books, from Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Okay. Hey, we're going to have to take a short break, but we're going to come back and talk to you some more in depth about these books. Benny Richards, Texas Game Warden. You saw him on Lone Star Law for a long time, and uh, he's now retired and a very successful writer about his Game Warden career. Can you hang on, Benny? I will be here. Benny Richards, retired Texas Game Warden. He was often seen on Lone Star Law television throughout his career. He was a fan favorite, and the cameras kept coming back to Benny. Good man. Coming up a little later in the show today, I want you to uh, hear what Anthony Pace has to say about the Freedom Hunters. And then coming up the final weekend in March 2024, I want you to join us for the Jim Shockey Classic Banquet Auction Golf Tournament. It's a lot of fun for a great 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 cause you'll meet a lot of heroes warriors hang out with shockey eat good stay good have fun block it out final weekend of march 2024 i sure hope to see you there isle of palms south carolina i'm larry potterfield with midway usa and when i'm not in the great outdoors i'm always thinking about it with kinder outdoors You've never seen a more complete archery and event center than Cinnamon Creek Ranch. It's world class. There's nothing else like it anywhere. We offer a chance for uh, archers to come and shoot indoors. We have 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards. You can shoot 40 yards in here. Uh, we have a conference room upstairs. We have several companies that come here and do their monthly meetings business network meetings. We have the facilities for that. We also have a, a full kitchen. We can cater lunch for you. We do a lot of different team building events for corporate outings. When you're out on the golf course in a, 
a corporate outing. You're spending time with three other people for four and a half hours. We're here. A company comes out and they've got 30 or 40 employees. They're all able to hang out together and just relax and have a good time. It's our job to make sure that that happens. A fresh new approach to corporate outings. And your kids have never had this much fun at a birthday party. Learn a lot more when you come visit us at CinnamonCreekRanch.com. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. Hey, it's Billy Kinder. If you've listened to me very long, you know that I depend on buffalo wool products to keep me warm in harsh winter conditions. But did you know that these highly effective buffalo fibers work equally well in the heat of summer? Their native range plants goes from Toke, Alaska, down past Mexico City. Ron and Teresa Miskin have three decades of weaving perfection from those precious insulating fibers of the bison. And they put them to the test on the world's toughest playground, Alaska. That's our field testing, but moose hunting. Um, there's so much that goes on up there. The big advantage of bison fiber, besides the insulation, is it's moisture wicking and keeping your feet dry, your, your body dry, and that sweat away from there reduces the bacterial growth, reduces any foot fungus or anything like that. Bison fiber in a cowboy boot will run three to five degrees cooler than a cotton sock. Take a look at the new line of cool, wicking buffalo wool for the summer. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com I didn't know buffaloes had wool. Yep, TheBuffaloWoolCo.com Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas hill country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. 
Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com Glad you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors. Last Saturday afternoon, I was at Possum Kingdom Lake, Texas. Beautiful, crystal clear uh, Texas Lake. If you've never been, you ought to go. It's a great place. And they grow giant bass. I was there for the weigh-in. Santo, Texas High School Project Graduation Bass Tournament. We weighed in, I'm going to guess, maybe eight or ten fish over five pounds, three fish over nine pounds, bumping double digits. Water temp was about 58, 59 degrees. Not quite premier spawning water, but they were moving up. They were caught on beds or near beds. So this week in North Texas, even though we've had a little cool front come through, they ought to be up there tight. Go get them, boys. Send pictures for the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Let's get back to our conversation with Retired Texas game warden, Benny Richards. Benny, thanks for hanging on. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Good to see you. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lone Star Law has been a, boy, it's just been a giant hit. Uh, Did it kind of surprise you how popular that show got? It was a complete and total surprise to me. And it's kind of a funny story. When that thing first rolled out and they were getting volunteers for that, I rejected it. I said, I don't want any part of it. And my captain, Steve Stapleton, uh, he kind of, you know, he did some pep, a pep talk with me and kind of convinced me that maybe I want to go over there and take part of it, part of it, and get in on that. And and I'm glad he did because it turned out to be a really, really good experience for me. Yeah, and uh, and not only and, and that and I have to hand it to the producers, the editors, the folks that put that together. You have to be careful on a show like that. You have to be careful uh, and uh, and tell the truth. And don't exaggerate, uh, don't make the job more than it is, and certainly give credit to the men and women of law enforcement uh, that do this job. I thought they did a really good job with it. They did do a really good job. And that you mentioned something. Whenever they first showed up and I, they got in the truck with me, uh, my only rule was I said, guys, we're not going to stage anything. We're not going to fake anything. Uh, just kind of stay out of my way and film it. But I'm going to do what I do, say what I say. I'm not going to change anything I would do for the show. You are there to document it, and I'm just going to do my job. And that that kind of that policy kind of worked out for me. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. And uh, I get that question all the time: Was any of this staged or fake? And no, it's not. It was what you see is what you get. It was it was real life. Yeah, real life. And it might be helping a lady with a with an injured deer in her lawn, or it might be sneaking up on bad guys at two o'clock in the morning in a real dangerous spot. And the show does a good job of of reflecting all of that. The first one was Tales of a Texas Game Warden. That's the first book that Benny wrote. We touched on it briefly before the break, but just refresh us. What is that book? How many stories? I think there's 27, if my memory serves me correct. There's around 26, 27 stories. 
And it just reflects your day-to-day. These are just like Lone Star Law, actual events in uh, in your career. You said some of them happy, some of them really sad, and uh, and uh, some of them uh, pretty dramatic. And then your second book, that one did so well that people came back hounding you, and you came back with Campfire Confessions. I like that title. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it, that's the toughest part of these books is kind of coming up with a title. And uh, I thought about that for a while, and that kind of popped in my head. And, and like I said, that it, it was well-received, just like the first one. So it's a little bit shorter, uh, but but no less interesting, I think. Okay, very good. And I look forward to reading all of these. And your brand-new one is Thunder River. Uh, Thunder River, I'm not familiar with that part of Texas. How'd that come about? <laughs> well, Thunder River, I'm, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. The first chapter of the book kind of explains where that uh, title came from, but it's an interesting story. And uh, game wardens that are listening to me now in Texas that know anything about it, they're kind of laughing right now <laughs> because it did. It started out as a kind of an inside joke between three game wardens, and it turned into less of a joke in a, a real place. Uh, really, it's it's kind of a uh, frame of mind, <laughs> if, you, if, if I can go there. It's... It doesn't really describe a real place. It's more of a frame of mind. But here again, I'm gonna let everybody read the read the first chapter and and get a good laugh, and they'll they'll know where that title came from. Hey, uh, Amazon has all of uh, Benny's books, so you can uh, you can go there and take a look at, at everything we're talking about. Uh, growing up in East Texas, uh, you you loved to hunt and fish, and you got pretty good at it. I did when I was a kid. That was my, you know, that was my priority in life. If my eyes were open, I was out hunting or fishing. And if they were closed, I was dreaming about hunting or fishing. Uh, my my dad used to, you know, take, I mean, pull me along when he was going to deer stands before daylight and duck blinds, and it was just all a big adventure to me. And it kind of, yeah, it's just, it's what I love to do. And when I became a game warden, uh, it was a little bit tougher, actually, because I don't know some people may have the impression that game wardens hunt fish all the time, and some may do, but I was too busy. I mean, I was out checking hunters and fishermen, so actually, my hunt, my personal hunting and fishing slowed down for a long time, and then my, my son came along, and of course, he liked to hunt and fish, too, so we spent some time doing that, but it wasn't until I retired that I actually got back into hunting and fishing at a level I did before becoming a game warden. Hmm, yeah. Um, it, once it's in your blood, and, and that's one great thing about hunting and fishing when done properly. We can do it all of our lives and do it with our family and grandpa and, and the kids, too. Benny, you've got some book signings coming up where folks can not only purchase your books but also shake your hand. That's true. I'm going to be in uh, Coleman, Texas at the public library there on the 8th. Let's see, the 8th. And from there, I'm going to be going out west, uh, and I'll be in Tombstone, Arizona on the 11th at the Bronco Mercantile in downtown Tombstone, Arizona. And then I believe I have a uh, spot uh, lined out for Rio Doso, New Mexico. Okay, very good. And is there a place online where people can keep up with that? If you go to the Lone Star Law, the fan page, Richard's Lone Star Law, all my book signing dates will be listed. Okay, very good. All right, we can find that uh, online. You know, uh, you watch the the liberal media these days, and, and you hear from this very small minority of chirpers, and they get pretty mouthy about law enforcement, and they want to defund the police, and they want to do this, and they want to do that, and they want to make uh, law enforcement the bad guy and the bad guy the hero. That good book says in the end times they'll call evil good and good evil, and I believe that's what I see right in front of my eyes. But what would you say to that young man or woman that maybe wants to be a game warden, wants to go into law enforcement? 
I would encourage them to uh, pursue that career path. I don't think, in my personal opinion, there's not a better law enforcement job out there. Uh, it's not always an easy job. And it takes a lot of commitment. It's going to uh, tax your time. You're, you know, you're going to give up your weekends. You're going to be working some weird hours, uh, maybe some dangerous work. But if you're well trained and you're you're highly motivated and you and you put yourself into that job, it's going to be a very 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 rewarding career. And all law enforcement officers should deserve and they deserve the respect of everyone. But I will say this: it was my uh, I think that Texas game wardens do get a lot of respect, and maybe more than some of the other officers that deserve just as much. But for whatever reason. That uh, position in the state of Texas, game warden, is held in high esteem. Yeah. yeah, as are our law enforcement everywhere. We just think the world of them. But we've got those chirpers, and they wear me out, baby. I know, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm right there with you. I know. Uh, you know, it's one thing to get behind a, a keyboard, and, you know, you get a lot of courage, and you can write a lot when you're behind a keyboard, but sometimes when you're standing in the front of the person or the officer you're not near as courageous <laughs> that's the truth benny richards stand by retired texas game warden author of three books about his career as a texas lawman a texas game warden you'll find them all very interesting they're available wherever you buy your books barnes and noble amazon learn more at kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r go catch a book signing meet benny in person hang out and say hello we're going to make a little run to the coffee pot, take a little break, and then when we come back, I want you to hear what my friend Anthony Pace with Freedom Hunters has to say. We just spent a great weekend together along with Jim Shockey and a lot of the Freedom Hunters in South Carolina, Isle of Palms, South Carolina, for the Jim Shockey Classic Banquet Auction and Golf Tournament, a fundraiser to take our military men and women and their families on incredible hunting and fishing expeditions, healing expeditions. This is Jim Shockey, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about them with Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> Ducks is back at Texas Motor Speedway. Ducks Unlimited invites you to the third annual Ducks Unlimited Expo presented by Purina Pro Plan at Texas Motor Speedway, May 5th through 7th. Watch the premier canine performance athletes of the dog world competing in the incredible dog challenge. Test drive a new ATV or visit the live fire shooting ranges. DUX, the show for everything outdoors. To learn more, visit DuckExpo.com. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie cutter approach. Every job. Every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. 
Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Ducks is back at Texas Motor Speedway. Ducks Unlimited invites you to the third annual Ducks Unlimited Expo presented by Purina Pro Plan at Texas Motor Speedway, May 5th through 7th. Watch the premier canine performance athletes of the dog world competing in the incredible dog challenge. Test drive a new ATV or visit the live fire shooting ranges. DUX, the show for everything outdoors. To learn more, visit DuckExpo.com. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. This old camp house has lots of room. Come on in, Kinder Outdoors. We had a very successful fundraiser at Isle of Palms, South Carolina, a couple of weeks ago for the Freedom Hunters. I want you to learn more about Freedom Hunters. Let's take just a minute uh, to talk to Anthony Pace, Executive Director of Freedom Hunters. Anthony, uh, congratulations, man. What a great event. Home run. No, it was a great event. Yeah, we had a great time. Great people. It's amazing. The people that come out here and support the the Jim Shonky Classic, you know, it's it's hard to find this class of people anywhere. Yeah, that's uh, this is my first Jim Shonky Classic, and uh, within the first hour of landing, I knew I was amongst friends and genuine hearts, and it's just been a real easy uh, bit of work for me because it's like family. It, it's a great group of people, and and that's where this all starts. It really is. You know, it's amazing. We've got uh, 
some great volunteers throughout the organization. A lot of them have been out on adventures with us and then want to turn around and give back to their brothers and sisters and just to see their passion and know what it did for their lives and then for them to give back to others, it's it's amazing. Yeah. When you uh, talk about out on trips with you, what are you talking about? Explain Freedom Hunters to folks that don't know. Uh, well, we're a 501c3 military outreach program, so we take veterans on pretty much any kind of outdoor adventure. Hunting, fishing, shooting trips are, are kind of our main focus, and it can be anything from, from a small game hunt, upland birds, to, to big game and exotic uh, overseas as well. So where do you find your candidates? How, where do you find these folks to, to take, and who do you take? Well, we've, we've been doing this for over 17 years, so we've got a database of warriors. Uh, we get applications in every day, anywhere between 5 to 15 new applicants every day all over the country, all over, all types of services, uh, branches uh, from, you know, Vietnam and Korea uh, War era veterans to, to current day active duty servicemen and women. So it, it's pretty exciting. And we take, you know, Gold Star families, kids of the deployed, you know, the whole family serves. So to be able to to incorporate them in some of the events is, is pretty exciting. When you do these events like this, and I know I've seen this before on different uh, trips that I've been on with our, our veterans, it changes, it literally changes lives. It's not just yuck, yuck, we're going to go fishing a little while. Uh, yes, we're going fishing, we're going to have a great adventure, but it literally changes and saves lives. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, the reason I started it was just a simple, hey, thank you for your service but the therapeutic value of, of these adventures. And it can be a simple half-day fishing trip that turns around a veteran, changes their lives, and that's what's, what's exciting to see and what keeps driving us forward and our volunteers forward. Um, it takes a lot of resources to, to make this happen uh, year-round and year after year. Not only money, that's the first thing we think of, and it's certainly essential, but land. You need places to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's a huge resource for us. You know, here at the vent, we've got a uh, a farmer from Kansas. You know, again, probably not a lot of money to, to spend to donate big amounts, but he's got land. He's got opportunities. And that's that's huge to be able to, you know, be able to take somebody out on a private hunt for pheasant. Uh, you just can't. You can you can buy that, but it's it's hard so to, to raise the money to do it. But if you've got volunteers and landowners willing to donate their resources, it's huge. If people do want to make a donation uh, of money or even an auction item for the big event every year, the Jim Shockey Classic, what do they do? So you can go online to freedomhunters.org. We've got a donate button there. And if you want to donate you know, your land, uh, your talents, or product, uh, you can reach us, info at freedomhunters.org. We'll, we'll gladly reach back out to you and see Everything we do is, is so customized, and, and anything you're willing to offer, we'll make use of. The Jim Shockey Classic, put it in a nutshell, what the heck is that? You know, it's a two-day event. Uh, we've, we've got a banquet, and then we've got a golf tournament. And it's, it's just two days of fun and relaxation. We've, we've got, uh, you know, four-star generals that show up to it. We, uh, you know, we've got uh, wounded vets, and we've just got great patriots that come out and support us. Yeah. And people can be a part of that too. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's easy. It's a fun event to come to. Uh, we hold it at the Wild Dunes Resort in uh, Isle of Palms, South Carolina. 
It's a great resort. Everything is on the resort. Lodging, the golf, the banquet. And once once you get here, you park the car, you never have to touch it again. JimShockeyClassic.com. Okay, to learn uh, more about that. Do we have dates set for 2024 yet? Not yet, but it's it's normally the, the last weekend in March. And we'll be uh, talking that up on the radio show as soon as everything's firmed up. Yes, sir, most definitely. Anthony, God bless you for your work you do with these uh, these guys and these gals. It's tireless. I know uh, that, uh, you know, you go without sleep. Uh, you're deprived, uh, but you're fulfilled in other ways, and, and you just don't stop. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Man, it is hugely fulfilling. You know, once once you do it, once you get the veterans out with you, you know, it turns your life around, and giving back is is amazingly fulfilling. And we want you to come and be amazingly fulfilled next March, Isle of Palms, South Carolina. Let's get back to our conversation with Benny Richards, retired Texas game warden. Benny, thanks for hanging out with us today. It's a close fraternity amongst our Texas wardens and wardens everywhere. It's it's like a, a brotherhood. Uh, some of those game wardens that you know, we're older game wardens when I first came on board. Uh, they're they almost like father figures to me. Yeah. Uh, they they taught me, taught me the ropes, you know, and uh, showed me a few things, and and they're they're dear friends to this day. Yeah. Thunder River is the newest book. Vinny has three books out that he has written: Tales of a Texas Game Warden, What My Eyes Have Seen, his second book, Campfire Confessions, More Tales of a Texas Game Warden, and then the third book, A Texas Game Warden Story. Thunder River uh, by Benny Richards. That's the brand new one. All three still in print. You can buy uh, all three of these. And is Thunder River a lot like the first two short uh, stories uh, from from your career? The the three books are almost identical as far as the length of the stories. Now, I will tell you, Thunder River is probably my favorite of the three because I learned something every time I wrote a book. I learned something that I was able to apply to the next one. And I'm really the most proud of the third book that's out now, Thunder River. It's got a few more pictures. People like seem to enjoy more pictures, so I added more pictures. It's a little bit longer than the other two. So uh, if someone was going to pick one of the three out, I would just encourage them to look for Thunder River. But buy the trio because you're just going to get hooked, just like everybody with those little old ladies at church were after you to write some more. That's what you're going to want. You're going to want more of these stories. And they're about... Perfect for me, Benny, because each story is just a few pages long, two, three, four pages long. That's about like my, uh, that's how far my intelligence goes at per leap. Yeah. Well, here again, when I sit down to write it, uh, you know, it takes me, you know, if I'm going to tell any story, regardless of what what it's about, you know, there's a certain, uh, you know, length that you're, you're going to need as far as writing, and they all turn out to be, you know, maybe some of them two pages, but most of them three or four pages long. And that gets the point across, and you figure out what's going on, and then move on to the next story. Yeah. Uh, in all of your years as a Texas game warden, Benny, uh, did you ever cost, come across anybody that was maybe uh, less than truthful with you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, you know, I used to tell everybody that I'm a walking, talking lie detector test. <laughs> because after you've heard enough lies and you've seen enough facial expressions and facial twitches and the little things that people are doing when they're lying to you, you pretty much can pick up, you know, who's being honest and dishonest. Hey, Benny, what a pleasure to sit down with you. Uh, I'm a fan, and I'm proud to call you a friend now, and uh, look forward to uh, reading your book. 
Well, Bill, I appreciate uh, the invite, and it was good to sit down and talk to you, too. And I want to tell all your listeners hello, and I hope you all get out there in the, the woods and on the water and have good luck. Hey, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, and we'll have a link there for you to take a look at Benny's book signing tour, okay? Drop by and say hello, shake his hand in person, buy a book or two or three. <laughs> I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this whole camp house each week. And, hey, I want to invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. Happy Easter. Jesus is risen. Yeah.